Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Noches, amigos, and welcome to another episode of Not Another Socks Podcast. I'm Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau. Uh, fellas, we're still locked out. How's it going? I feel like I'm in prison. Uh, there is nothing going on at all but my thoughts in my head daily. That's about all that's going on right now, um, which is not good. <laughs> but... Uh, that's all we. That's about all we have right now, and really nothing going on. Um, yeah, that's that's about it. We're we're locked out, so this is very weird. I feel like now, um, you know, things. It, it's now like last episode we had some news that you know kind of trickled in like right before the lockout, and now it's like a week later, and there's like literally nothing going on. So now you kind of feel that we're actually are in a lockout. Yeah, we are. Um... We are definitely in a full-blown lockout. Uh, this is the what I call like the monopoly board version of, or the portion of the lockout where, you know, maybe if the the, the power's out in your house and you know you're 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 kind of just bored and you got to bring out the fucking lanterns and the flashlights and you got to start playing monopoly and uh, and and <laughs> that's just where you're at. We're we're just we're dying for things to talk about, things to do, uh, and it's not easy. That's getting your, slimmer and slimmer. Your only entertainment source is like playing Scrabble and just trying to, you know, create like swears and like sexual, you know, references. Right. You know, which, which that's, I, that's really. I, yeah, we do that. I do that. Yeah. Anyways, lockout or no lockout. No, the it, it's kind of weird because the first week of it almost didn't feel too much different, you know. Uh, there's not usually a ton going on at this time of year, uh, especially kind of like right before the holidays. So, but now that second week when literally nothing's happened, not only with your team, but with no teams at all. And there's like no content out there. It is actually starting to feel a little different for at least me now. I guess what's your, uh, what's your guys is like worry level right now as to how long this thing's going to last. Uh, I mean, so apparently they're not even meeting again until mid-January. So I think that's not even necessarily the worst thing. It gives them some time to actually uh, construct some things on each side and, you know, kind of go from there. But, yeah, we're probably going to hit it to the wire with spring training. Hopefully you get it in. Maybe you only miss a handful of spring games. You extend the season a week or two into mid-November. And, you know, hopefully nothing too major. Yeah, I would I would still say my worry level is still relatively low. Um, I'm not saying it's non-existent, but I think to, if if we're just looking at getting a season on time, then I, I'm not worried about that yet. Obviously, that can change, but um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, who knows? It's it's going to be interesting these next, I guess these next few weeks. Nothing's going to happen, and then probably everything's going to happen, and then you're going to have yeah. like an off season which could be basically almost like three-fourths of an off-season off packed into really like two or three weeks, which could be really actually cool. So I guess the positive of this, if you can find one, is 
at the end, there's going to be a lot of movement, players, you know, coaches, things like that. So it could be fun. Well, for us, it will, you know, it'll give us a lot more content. Yeah. Um, but, you know, come mid-January, if things go south, you know, when they finally do meet, then you're kind of just at, like, the shit. Like, this is this is real. And this might, you know, this might take up, uh, you know, a, a little bit of a portion of the season that we don't want. But, uh, you know, hopefully things do go well. Like you said, Jack, uh, you know, gives them a lot of time um, from now and, you know, about a month to kind of figure things out. And, you know, hopefully they hash it out pretty quickly once they do meet in January. Yeah. So one thing we didn't talk about last week that I still think is getting progressively funnier and funnier about the lockout is just about how goddamn petty each side is. Like the union will not do any interviews or podcast or anything. <laughs> and uh, MLB is not using any photos or anything of current players. So they have to dig deep into, you know, kind of the vault of things. And it it's a big comical to see like we've never seen anything like that before yeah it looks like uh looks like some hall of fame voters are uh are participating in the lockout as well um (laughs) couple couple no shows on the uh the ballot i saw a couple actually (laughs) today um so i'm glad they're following the rules voting for absolutely fucking no one so goddamn stupid and i hope their family suffers but it really is. Now let's look up who this is because they've done it two years in a row now, right? Yeah, that is honestly hilarious, though. Oh, it's it's it's, absurd. <laughs> it's so bad. I mean, if this is somebody that's done it on multiple occasions too, now it's like, well, there like was one a, guy I saw. I saw he he hadn't filled out a ballot in two years. The last vote was Derek Jeter in twenty twenty. I don't remember who that was, but that stuck out to me, and. Like if that if Derek Jeter, which a great ball player, he's the only yeah. person you can find on those three fucking ballots to vote into the Hall of Fame, then dude, you're fucking you need to stub your dude. Tongue. At what point do you just at yeah. what point do you just like lose that credibility and just like dude, like have your like immediate have it revoked, dude? Like st- like that's just so stupid. It's yeah. It like should you be should immediate. not be you should not be able to vote people in the Hall of Fame if you're going to do that type of shit. Agreed. No, they the Hall of Fame has dug itself such a hole and not doing any amendments to their Hall of Fame voting just for the sake of history. It is a very, you know, broken system at this point. There there's so much muddy water where, you know, they couldn't they couldn't have predicted this. You know, what was the Hall of Fame, nineteen thirty? That, yeah. That's nearly 100 years yeah. ago at this point. They, so much has changed with baseball. It's a completely different game. So it, it's time to update some of these things. No, absolutely, 100%. And I'm, I'm, a, I'm a baseball traditionalist. I like to keep it pretty, you know, traditional. Um, um, but I'm all for, like, when it comes to those things, like, that's not even a change to the game. That's just changing an obvious um, broken system to make it better for not only the players, the fans, everyone in baseball, absolutely everyone, and the journalists too. They won't get as much criticism. Um, yeah, yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. How you can vote for no one in three years? Give me a goddamn break. <laughs> so the way I believe uh, you qualify for a vote for the Baseball Hall of Fame is 
you have to be a part of the Baseball Writers Association, the BBWAA, or whatever it is along those lines. And you have to be a member for 10 years. And then once you get that uh, right to vote after 10 years, you stay on forever, even if you're no longer a current writer. You could be retired for 20 years and you can still get a Hall of Fame vote. I mean, you hear stories of all the time, like guys just who ended up getting a vote by being in the system for 10 years, who haven't covered baseball in 30 years, are still putting ballots out there and, you know, not really doing any real research on who they should vote for. It's just kind of an right. automatic that, thing. For them. Jack, that that was you, right? That where I was talking about last episode where, like, guys were asking for, like, stat packs and, like, going based yeah. off of that and, like, voting from, from in that way, like... Dude, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you if it gets to that point, you should just give up your your right to to vote for the Hall of Fame. Like, if it gets to that point where you're not even watching games and you're not even you haven't covered the game in years and you really have you lost you know complete touch with the league, like you should not be voting for guys yeah you know to get to get into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's crazy. Fucking the BBWs. It's the <laughs> it's the BBWs. How you doing? They're a bunch of crooks. <laughs> and they're all beautiful. <laughs> Does any BBWs listen to the podcast? We are not directing the hate toward you. It's the BBWAA. AA, yes, exactly. Get it right. Yep. Also, come on the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> one last thing i want to touch upon on the uh hall of fame stuff before we move on because uh, you mentioned it uh you know the last vote for that guy uh at the, i believe it was steve marcus i just looked it up here um yep uh the last Nerd. vote that he had was Derek jeter and yeah. um i just want to point out Derek jeter not a unanimous hall of famer so I, that's r- ridiculous. There's also one quick thing I want to touch on with the BBWs is actually. Um, so my girlfriend, she's part of this thing called the Boston Businesswomen. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah. Called the Boston is that a mouse Businesswomen. Pad? Yeah, it's a mouse pad. Nice. And she she was Graphic like, tell me about is it. My passion. She was telling me about it, and it's just the Boston Businesswomen. I'm like, BBW. <laughs> like. <laughs> You guys, they couldn't have came up with a better name. <laughs> no not, offense to anyone listening. Did they just you, not? I did they just like not understand BBW? I, they just did, I guess just like went over their head. Maybe it's a, a women exclusive club, so you, to, to right. have the initials BBW is like the like the one thing that I would say. Like, like I don't did, care. Do they not deal. have Google? <laughs> I know. Did like, they not Google yeah. BBW and you know the first thirty results or what you might expect? <laughs> I. I think there's some rumors about the pod being sponsored by BBW and just leaving it at that. Just BBW, yeah. not BBW. <clears throat> yeah. This is that, we'll have to get Kastig to record a new uh, a new intro. It's just like, <laughs> you're listening to Not Another Socks podcast brought to you by BBW. Can you believe it? <laughs> Find BBW. Maybe this Shaw's time he'll get your name right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah shout out to a stick for like pronouncing it the uh the Portuguese way or he he tried to at least. <laughs> yeah. That was I don't know if he just I'm assuming he just didn't know how to say it, but the way it came out was was good. No, it was good. I, I was yeah, I gave him props for that. That's good. Galval. 
Shout out Kistig. Yeah. yeah. Shout out Joe. <laughs> no, we'll we'll have to have him on the pod sometime. Joe Kistig, if you are listening, I'm so sorry. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. please come on the pod. <laughs> he 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 you know he he did the intro, so he 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 listens. He yeah, listens. friend of the podcast, Joe Castiglione. We had a couple interactions on Twitter from from some uh, celebrities. Oh yeah, actually, players, that, that's coaches. A, that's, yeah. that's, that's a right. good thing. Right. I think we should we should yeah we definitely should touch upon that. So we we have had a lot of interactions like like Lebeau, like you mentioned from uh, some former players, coaches, uh, which has been pretty cool. So we're definitely going to try to uh, you know get get somebody on on there. But um, you know the latest one was uh, Middlebrooks. I think Jack you had tweeted that. Uh, that clip of him a couple of days back no absolutely and i mean obviously he's a guy that's very active on twitter it's not like he's doing too much else other than being a father and being married to a great like uh fabulous uh, sideline reporter i mean <laughs> he's living his goddamn best life he got his baseball money he has a family he's just doing whatever he wants he's on twitter all day i really don't think i could ask for anything more in life than that yeah Jack really a, does envy the life of Will Middlebrooks. Yep. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. He's got a ring. He's, um, I mean, Jenny Dell, just the best there was on Nesson. So, um, you know, talent wise and looks wise. So, um, very beautiful. This is, this is NASP after dark tonight. <laughs> yeah. I know. Sorry. We're just going right into it. Sorry for all the kids. <laughs> Um, this is yeah, not Jen, being, this Jenny is Dale. actually, this is actually, uh, this podcast will not be uploaded on YouTube. It will actually be uploaded on, uh, the hub. So no, it's going to um, be on ZooTube. Right, right. Exactly. <laughs> XN, But one day but we yeah. should put like exclusive episode out there that is only on the dark web. <laughs> yeah, they'll. I think people I, will find it should, too. People will yeah. find it. We got a yeah, couple no, loyal followers. Like, you got to be a real fan in order to find this uh, uh, dark web video that's only out there if the CIA is tracking you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Shout if out to CIA a couple of loyal, listening. A couple of loyal followers. We have some. Uh, some, some great people that interact on a consistent basis on Twitter that listen. Um, you know, that's our foundation. So quick shout out to those people. Um, you know who you are. You know who you are. Yep. It all starts with you. Brick now, uh, by brick. Uh, we tweeted it out the other day, but I mean, over 600 followers and we're on episode, what, nine now? And I mean, uh, we only know. started <laughs> during the playoffs actually recording episodes. I think we started the twitter about two weeks before that maybe but yeah the unbelievable you know just growth from you guys is just that uh, why we just want to keep doing this for you and you know um uh just make making you guys happy so yeah we we've had some people that have been listening since the uh fuck bronxy episode which was episode one uh yeah. uploaded october 7th uh so yeah it's been a it's been a minute here, and we've had 600 followers. That's uh, it's pretty damn good. Yeah, pretty damn good. And then I do think we gained a, a lot of steam a few episodes back with the uh, Kyle from Ohio Mountain Dew situation. That yep. that really uh, 
also stock sparked a lot up. of a lot more interest too. Yeah, stock was way up. Mountain Dew stock is, yeah. I, I think, up uh, since that episode dropped a couple of weeks ago. So yep. yeah, we we've been doing good. We uh we started out when Bronxy was dead, and now he's still fucking dead. So we've come a long way. Yeah. Exactly. Even though Hunter Renfro is gone now, unfortunately, yes. we will always have um, that memory of him. It was our Paris. It was beautiful. We will yeah. never forget it. I think this is like when we should just put in like, the, I will remember you. Yeah, well, I mean, you fucking produced the thing. Put it in. Yeah. Will you, yeah, you remember put it in. me? Yeah. Put it in, will ya? Fuck. I can't wait till we get to yeah, right. Sarah McLaughlin. I'm already stealing enough from Nesson. For just pennies a day. Yeah, right. Nesson's going to sue your ass, dude, pretty soon. Our asses, yeah. actually. Uh, we, so, yeah, we, I will take it as an opportunity to slander them for firing Don Orsillo in court. Yeah, I was just yeah. going to say, for, for just pennies a day, you can help Nesson afford a good play-by-play announcement. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope we're not disseminating right now, are we? No. I'll, I'll fucking, I'll disseminate all over Nesson's face if they bring back D.O. I'll disseminate everywhere yeah. in that studio. Hell yeah. I know we Fuck talked yeah. about this one, um, like two episodes ago, but another one of my uh, top uh, guests that I'd love to have is Don Arcello. I mean, yeah, yeah. You, I feel like we just might not be able to stop asking him questions. Yeah, I feel like that was that would be one that would go on for like two hours, and he he would his his family would starve. Yeah, <laughs> you you see him cooking up on Twitter. Yeah, no, he cooks. <laughs> yeah, he cooks, well, um, he? what is it, Chef Donatello? That's what he calls himself, yeah. Chef Donatello. I, yeah, I aspire Donatello. to be part of the uh, Donturage. Oh no, it's Donatangelo. Uh, yeah, Donturage. Yeah, Donatangelo. Chef Donatello. Oh yeah, yeah. Dantaraj, I, yeah, I, yeah, he, what a legend, what a fucking legend, unreal guy. It's a damn shame. I feel like really. we should have one episode uh, this off season that's just dedicated to Don Arcillo. I agree. I, I yeah. totally agree. I think that's. A I we're gonna that. need to like get a little creative here with some of these off season uh, bullshit yes. going on, right? And, now. and that goes, and that just uh, you know for the for the people on Twitter, fans on Twitter, um, you know, if they, if you do have any recommendations of topics that, you know, you do want us to cover throughout, you know, the next, uh, you know, month or so before spring training, um, you know, definitely, uh, let us know on Twitter, give us a shout out, send us a DM and, uh, you know, let us know if there are topics, you know, from Red Sox history or, you know, whatever it may be, uh, that you want us to cover. I think that would be, uh, that'd be great. And, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be sure to, uh, you know, touch upon those topics that, you know, you do send our way and yeah, we'll, we'll include it. Cause we're like, like Jack was saying, you know, obviously we're going to have, uh, you know, a lot of time here, um, you know, before spring training and, you know, during the lockout that, uh, you know, we're, we're definitely going to be needing some content here and, um, yeah, we're, we're going to have to get creative. So if, if people do have ideas or do have topics that they want us to talk about, definitely, uh, you know, send it our way. And obviously we'll be, we'll be sure to, to touch upon it for sure. Yeah. No, there absolutely. are no bad ideas. There are not. There are not. Really, really, there, there really isn't. There really isn't at all. If you want us to, uh, if you want us to cover maybe a fetish, 
that we haven't covered yet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I know we covered BBW, but if you guys, you know, aren't like feet yeah. or feet, yeah. um, maybe the, you know, whatever. the best uh, Red Sox. I, feet I think we might need years. to have our actual, probably most popular follower on uh, Doink Patrol to talk about some of these Red Sox fetishes. <laughs> Kyle Sullivan, shout out. Yes, Kyle Sullivan, also very uh, kink friendly. <laughs> I'm sure he's gonna love this. <laughs> I, I I actually have met Kyle. Um, we yeah. I was gonna say uh, I, you know, you do know him, right? Do you know him? I, so Kyle and I actually go way back. Uh, so. Before I got started on Red Sox Twitter, I was on uh, Tumblr Twitter or Tumblr Red Whoa. Sox Tumblr. Fuck me, <laughs> um, which was an absolute cesspool when you know you're 15 <laughs> years old. So I've known Kyle for probably about 14 years. He lives out in <laughs> Chicago. He's big friend of the program here, and we we got beers uh, last time uh, uh, oh, yeah. we saw each other at uh, Fenway Park. So it was nice. a long time over. Yeah. He, that's good. I know. saw him tweet the other day. He he recently came out to to Boston, right, for a Sox game. Was it this past year? Yeah, it was this last year. It was um that that's when I saw him. I'm pretty sure. I don't even remember who we were facing. You were blackout. <laughs> it, it it just was not really a good game. I I don't remember anything about it. It was like a blowout one way or another. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, he. He is a he is a big fan, so uh, he, do, he he interacts a lot on on uh, on Twitter. So that's great. That's great. That, that's no, that's, exactly and, that, and that's that's like what I was saying. That's the foundation. You know, you can't you can't build a, a house without a good foundation, and, and we certainly have that. So you know, I'm really excited about the future. Hopefully, we can uh, find some topics to keep everyone entertained this off season. Um, I think the the do is is you know having a, a whole episode dedicated to Dio, maybe some clips thrown in there. Matt, this yep. will probably be your most arduous task yet. Um, <laughs> yeah, gonna be a little uh, not getting but... sued, not getting sued by Sarah McLaughlin and yep. uh, and Nesson. and yeah. Nesson. Yep. So <laughs> um, that, that, that's gonna be big. No, absolutely. We'll we'll have to slide in the DMs and maybe try to see if he can come on at some point. It it, it, it might be a tough ask, but. You know, we'll we'll see. I think it's, we'll I see. think it'll happen eventually when he has some time. I mean, he's got some time, you know, during the off season. But um, if we do a whole episode dedicated to him, I mean, it's going to be tough for him to say no. So <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, go ahead, Jack. You had something? No. Uh, one thing we did want to touch upon this episode, though, is getting to some of our uh, favorite and least favorite baseball movies. Oh mm. yes. Yeah, so real quick, the Verlanders are the only two baseball people that have made the news. Justin, who's very good at pitching baseballs. Ben, who's not good at fucking anything. Um, <laughs> they, you know, Ben tweeted out his top five baseball movies. Um, his list was was not not something I personally agreed with. Um, but, yeah, we talked about it a little bit before the show. This is a big topic for me. I'm going to go last. Okay. All right. I know. I know you had some beef with his with his list. Um, you, you didn't Does someone like it have it up? All, but... Does someone have it up? 
Yeah, yeah, Jack. Jack. Uh, uh, hold on, I, I'm rewriting my list because I wrote it down in a sticky note okay. at work, and then so, got it. So Ben Ver, yeah. I have it up for Ben Verlander's top five baseball movies. Uh, number five, he has Forty Two. Uh, number four, Bull Durham. Number three, Moneyball. Number two, Sandlot, and number one, Major League. That was uh, Ben Verlander's uh, top five baseball movies, and uh, our co-host here, Matt LeBeau, uh, was not <laughs> was not happy. Uh, was not happy with that list at all. Those are good movies, though. You you did mention. Yeah. No, they're good. They're good. Um, I, I just, yeah, I mean, we can get into it. I guess if someone wants to start from their five, like I said, I'm going to round out. Sure. Uh, I will. Do we want to start with our favorite or our least favorite ones? Um, I think, yeah, if you want to do some of your least favorite. Okay. Um, I'm going to start off real controversial right here coming into my fifth worst, uh, baseball movie field of dreams. Oh. It just was not very, I know, I see the look on your face already. Um, it just didn't really capture me that much. I've watched it multiple times now, probably even four or five times. It it just doesn't do it for me. I get it's a classic. I don't hate it, hate it, but it just doesn't do anything for me. Uh, at fourth, uh, Summer Catch. Uh, played repeatedly on MLB <laughs> Network. It's all just bad. Don't yeah. Uh, coming in at number three is Pride of the Yankees. Um, I watched <laughs> it once because I thought I was like, it'll be cool to see what it was like for you know baseball movies back then. It's just terrible. Um, coming in at number two, my worst is Ed. It's with Matt LeBlanc of Friends, where a chimp learns how to play baseball. I remember that. It's place. almost, yeah. It. Um, shout out to that baseball show uh, for introducing it to me. It's so bad. It is a little funny how bad it is, but still, it's painful to watch. And my least favorite movie is Trouble with the Curve. It was very cliche. Justin Timberlake should not be acting. Clint is. Clint Eastwood is the only redeeming part of it, but they're just like, oh no, <laughs> Scout's good, Data bad. <laughs> it, it was just an absolute goddamn dumpster fire. Uh, I, I, I yeah. nearly walked out of the theater on it. I, it. The worst part was I was excited and it was just terrible. Um, but that, that is yes. my uh, bottom five. So I'll be honest right now, I am not the biggest movie guy. I have watched a lot of baseball movies, but not <clears throat> enough. I've really only watched like the classic baseball movies that most people have watched. So I haven't, I haven't watched any of the ones that you just named, Jack. Not a not a big cinema fan at all, really. I haven't watched a lot of movies in general that most people have watched. So I will I will name off my top five favorite once we go back to that. But Lebo. If you do want I, to, uh, I, I gotta be honest. I don't know if I can have a bottom five, but I can come pretty close. Um, I'll, I'll start out with a movie that I sometimes really like and sometimes really hate. Um, I really like Bull Durham, but I also really hate Bull Durham. I think it's like too dramatic and like that. It just none of that really exists. Um, like I think Kevin Costner is really good in that movie. Um, so is the guy from Shawshank Redemption. But 
Uh, I just, I don't know. It's kind of like corny, cheesy. Um, the Summer Catch, that movie's fucking terrible. That's absolutely just garbage. Um, and Trouble with the Curve is another great one that I wouldn't have thought of if you didn't bring that up. Um, that movie is atrocious, and it really is just so cringy, as kind of a lot of baseball movies, i got to be honest, are. Um, and then that's, that, I mean, out of the ones I hate, that's pretty much it. I've never seen the Matt LeBlanc one. But that sounds absolutely it, horrible. Yeah, no, it, it's a deep one. And there's actually a lot of other baseball movies I just haven't seen. I've actually never seen The Natural, uh, Rookie of the Year, um, a few other major ones. So I, I was only going off of what I've seen, obviously. Yeah. Um, but going into my top five, um, I had at my fifth spot, League of Their Own. I just thought it was you know, very nice, timely piece. Um, a lot of different stuff. Um, Major League, just solid movie. Uh, Moneyball, 42. And then the goat of all time, The Sandlot. My list is entirely different. Actually, almost all of them are different. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I want to hear your guys' list, and then we'll we'll get into the, the debate after that. All right, Galveo, you go. All right, so uh, number five, I have bench warmers. <laughs> oh yeah, that's uh, a good one. <laughs> I like that one. People forget about the bench warmers. That that's a great, great movie. Oh, that's a good uh, one. Gus the bus, the goat, Carlos drinking tequila on the mound. The the greatest pitcher of all time, Carlos. Um, yeah, number four, I have uh, Moneyball. Uh, number three, I have, uh, 42, um, number two, I have major league. And then, um, number one, I do have the Sandlot. Cause obviously that's, that's one of the greatest baseball movies of all time. Okay. okay I, so I can... had pretty similar list. All right. So here's, here's my thought process. The Sandlot, although a generational iconic movie, if I had to pick five baseball movies, I don't think it was as like good as these that I have on my list. I would say that would be like maybe six or seven. Um, so five for me is an excellent movie. Unfortunately, it's a Yankee flick. Is sixty one, great movie. Um, number yeah. four is for the love of the game. If you haven't seen it, excellent, excellent movie. Kevin Costner, um, the dude from Step Brothers. He's like his catcher. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Kevin Costner will never turn uh, down a baseball movie. No, he is the he is the baseball actor. He's in four iconic baseball movies. Four. Um, number three is Moneyball. Pretty yep. standard choice there. Number two is Field of Dreams, and number one is The Natural. Um, the Natural. Okay. The Natural is truly the best <clears throat> baseball movie of all time. Like, it is. like I said, I have not seen that one. I do need it's, to watch yeah. it. It's like the godfather of baseball movies. It is oh, just, wow. Yeah, oh. you know, it's it's very, very good. It's a very, very good movie. And wow. it's not like like I didn't I didn't leave off I didn't leave off Sandlot because I like wanted to be different. I genuinely enjoy watching the Sandlot. I just don't really think I think it's like a little bit too I don't know. I, I think it's like a little It's very uh, Americana. Yeah, yeah, it, it is. <laughs> Um, it's a little bit corny, I guess. Um, like I said, kind of all baseball movies are like that a little bit, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's not a bad movie. It's just not in my top five. 
Is it kind of one of those things? I feel for you, like maybe if it or... wasn't for the nostalgia factor, it might be a little different. But like, I just watched that movie a hundred times as a right. Kid. So, so the Sandlot and Forty Two are movies that I love watching and I enjoy watching. But I feel like, like, the idea of those movies are better than they actually are. It just, just my opinion. Forty Two is obviously an, an excellent movie. You know, very important message. I just. The only thing that bugged me about 42 is the gameplay in it is so fucking horrible. Like, it, it's like mm. they're playing in, like, shadows. Like, they, it, a good baseball movie has, like, some good, like, baseball action. Like, it looks yeah. like they're, like, on a diamond, you know, fucking turning double plays, hitting dingers. Like, 42 just didn't look, like, it just looked like it was just, same thing with Moneyball. Moneyball had terrible... They, well, at least Moneyball had real footage. Like, they would just sprinkle that in here and there, Solid, which was yeah. actually kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, no, I, I actually get that point. I, I felt like 42 at least uh, delivered the message that it was trying to do very well. And it yeah. actually told a very good story, too. I mean, there's so much you could have done with Jackie's entire career, which could have taken up a whole ken burns baseball series documentary which i'm pretty sure he has <laughs> um but um uh, no i mean it, i think just telling the story of kind of like the first two years especially that first year in the major leagues was a very good way to present jackie robinson to a lot of people out there that might have not heard the story before i mean especially a lot of kids out there so I think the impact that that movie probably has over other baseball movies yeah. it did rise it up a little bit for me. Yeah, in terms of impactful baseball movies, I think that's got to be number one. And then if you also want to talk about like the Sandlot, I think that was also very impactful on our generation. Um, Jackie Robinson, obviously most important athlete of all time. But what are your guys' opinion on uh, Fever Pitch? Oh, uh, I... That was one I, I, I actually do, debated I do, I do. putting on either list. So if you're I know it's actually like a, it's a yeah. corny, like cliche, like movie, you know, stupid, like rom com. But I, I personally do. It, it's almost like a guilty pleasure for me. Yeah, it, it it honestly is a really funny movie, and there's some really funny parts, and like it's underrated. I think Red Sox fans like hated it for a while because it was like you know like uh, such a mainstream thing. But if you go back and watch it. It's a really funny movie, and Jimmy Fallon does a really good job. I just like it's a baseball movie, but I don't know, it's more like a romantic comedy, I guess. I, I, like, right? No, would you put it, that in the baseball rom-com over everything? It's the rom com yeah. that was designed to be watched with your boyfriend. Yeah, exactly. yeah. And then also, so Fever Pitch is a direct remake of the movie called Fever Pitch from 1997. Which, if you haven't seen that movie, that's an excellent movie that is so the og top five fever pitch the og fever pitch. I, I, no, I, actually, I never heard of that before yep. they even use the same lines the same quotes it's about a guy who's like a, a wicked big arsenal fan um he's a really popular actor in great britain so it's it's a it that they directly like copy that movie wow um it was like it's a remake just with a red sox fan so it wasn't like Jesus. they ripped it off it was just they the farley brothers from Rhode island by the way shout out they just uh, and that, that works with Fever Pitch in both ways. Same exact thing, exactly. Same exact name of the movie, 1997, Fever Pitch, Arsenal. Great movie. Nice. Matt LeBeau, not an Arsenal guy. No, Liverpool guy. Yep. Hell I yeah. guess. I don't really watch it anymore, but Fever Pitch is a great movie. It's about the 1989 Arsenal uh, team that won the uh, the league. A great movie. Uh, one thing I want to say uh, while we're on the topic of soccer here, 
Um, New York finally won a championship, guys. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. New York I, FC. The drought is over. <laughs> NYFC won a championship. I can't believe it. <laughs> they are MLS champions. I, and they I had almost, a, yep. Yeah. I almost feel like they're top of the better. world. Like, that they were the ones to end the drought. championship yeah. drought was the was the soccer team. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Because you know some fans are going to use it out there, and be like, "No, New York has won at least one championship this you know past two decades, and it's gonna be their MLS team." Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like if your country's in an Olympic gold medal drought, and the one who breaks it is like the women's basketball team. Like, you'd be like, <laughs> fuck. It, it's the Jamaican bobsled team. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, like, fucking. It's a championship, but. And, and they won on a penalty kick. They, yeah. they they just stopped the game and they're like, ah, fuck it. We're going to decide this championship by a fucking skills contest. It's It really is such a yeah, flaw in the stupid. sport. Yeah. It's such a flaw in the sport. Yep. Yeah, the old the old adage. Um, would you rather your local MLS team win the championship or find five dollars? <laughs> I'll take five. Nah, I, I do like the Revs. I did enjoy watching them this year, and I watched the the game they got eliminated. Um, very very disappointing. But shout out Revs, great year, great run. Yeah. Well, Matt Matt LeBeau had his scarf. You know, he had everything ready to go. He was, he was yep. cheering on the Revs, you know. Hell yeah. He had right the Vuvuzela. Yeah. <laughs> New England, New England, New England. <laughs> <laughs> shout, out to, shout out to diehard uh, soccer fans in New England, though. Yeah, they're, dude, they're loud. They're awesome. I, I went to my first Rev game, uh, Revs game this past summer with, uh, with our boy Austin Rook. And... Uh, it was good, man. That though that you know that that section there, right behind the goal, I don't know what it, I forgot what it's called. Um, the fort, the fort, the fort, the fort. Yeah, they they go hard, man. They really do go hard, and they were they did not stop the entire game. I got to give them credit, man. They they uh, they love their revs. Not another revs podcast. Not another <laughs> revs podcast. <laughs> yeah. What else do you guys want to touch on? Um, uh, did we want to do the uh random number oh, yeah. generator now to yeah. yeah oh yeah so random this is something that uh, we're gonna try out this week where uh i have a number generator here but set between zero and 21 to represent the year 2000 to this year and we're just gonna select a random one and talk about that season unless we've already done it before so uh the first one uh going on here 29 oh 2002. 2002. Oh, 02. Okay. The 02 so this, this Red Sox. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll start. Um, 02 Red Sox. Shea Hillenbrand. Um, fucking Troy O'Leary. Sub Troy. Um, no, that was a good team. They they fell just short of the playoffs. I remember. Just, just short of the playoffs. Grady Little, manager. Yep, uh, that was that. That was Grady's first year. Yep, they okay. finished uh, ninety three and sixty nine that year, uh, second place in the American League East. Yep, they fell just just short of the wild card. Oh, two socks. That was a good team. Carl Everett, I believe. 
Yep. Um, Derek Lowe, no hitter, I want to say, or is that 0-1? Uh, Derek Lowe was on the team. I don't know if that's yeah, when that. he threw. I, it was so, either 0-1 or 0-2. He threw the no hitter. The first three names that are going to sound familiar are off uh, the starting rotation. Derek Lowe, Pedro Martinez, Joss Beckett. And then can you name who made the fourth most amount of starts with uh, 23 that year with a 507 ERA? So you said you said Josh Beckett. I think you meant John Burkett. Because oh, John Burkett. Burkett. Sorry, John yeah. Burkett. Yeah. It's all right. He um, has a dyslexia. <laughs> the fourth, you said the fourth most starts? Uh, no, but good guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. You didn't guess Frank Castillo. <laughs> wow. Yeah, Ramon. I think Ramon was on that team. Pedro and Ramon. Ramon Martinez. Team. I think that was that year. I'm not. I'm not positive. I really don't know. Uh, I'm not seeing him on the baseball reference uh, page for Red Sox pitchers that year. They okay. only had 18 pitchers that entire season on the team. Jesus. Well, Christ. Derek Lowe. I want to say he finished in the top five Cy Young that year. He went 21 and eight with a 258 ERA. And 2002, he finished third in Cy Young Award voting. Third. Yeah, that's an easily his best year, too. I mean, yeah. yeah. It's funny because he only struck out 5.2 per, or or had a 5.2 strikeout per nine rate, which is essentially half. Yeah. Today's day and age, like, you wouldn't even give a guy like that a chance, which is kind of. Yeah, but. I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like he, he, so he was such a ground ball pitcher. I feel like guys like him, like he's, he's like a, he was like a, a little bit of a less um, powerful Rick Porcello. Like he was just ground ball, ground ball, ground ball. They, they, they must have had a good infield defense that year. Jose Offerman, maybe second base. Uh, Ray San- it was Ray Sanchez. Ray Sanchez, actually. There you yeah. Go. yeah. Ray Sanchez. And uh, the other guy at uh, second base primarily, uh, Lou Merloni. Yeah, Lou. Lou. I love Lou. Big Lou. Lou. Yeah. He's no more. No more short, sir. Yep. He's no a guy that'd be short. Great. He's, oh, he's a guy that'd be great. Uh, also, we have a uh, current players association uh, representative, Tony Clark. Tony at Clark. First base. Tony Clark. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Now the he, uh, he came over in president a of the uh, union. Yep. Tony Clark came over in a trade. Um, that's uh, yeah, that was an interesting. Oh, year. Detroit, that's right, the Detroit, yeah, Detroit Tigers. Yep, yep, that was an interesting year. I thought, I mean, they were they they were really good. They were really good. I remember they fell like I said, just short of the playoffs. That's my biggest memory of that team. That was a little bit before I started watching, and that was kind of almost feels like a limbo year between. Kind of some of those late '90s teams to like the 0304 team. So, yeah, that was definitely yeah. the bridge. O2 and O3 was the bridge to like you know the, the 04 Red Sox one. Um, you know that's when 04 when they hired Tito uh, Grady Little took the took the, the heat and he was just kind of a bridge manager. So uh, I mean, yeah, solid year. Uh, I'm I'm sure the amount of dread at that time was like so bad going on 81, 82 years of not having the championship in Boston. So like a lot of people probably listening to our podcast and around our age didn't have to deal with any of that shit. And it's great. Oh, I know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Like I the know. people that were watching those teams prior were just like pe- even people that were our age then, you know, they, they had, you know, uh, some years prior to that where they, they saw a lot of bad teams and, you know, and, and this was kind of like, like we mentioned before, it was kind of a bridge year, but um, yeah, a lot of agony back in, uh, back in those early, you know, really early, late nineties, early two thousands years. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of agony in in the city, um, you know, at that time for sure. Yeah. And, and it was, oh, how right the times your, have changed. they didn't know they were right on the cusp of becoming a, a great, great franchise these last, uh, you know, 20 some odd years. So um, yeah. They were they were right there. Real, real, real quick, PSA: My phone's about to die, so if it does, if I if I cut out of here, just know it's not. So my apologies. It's all right. Uh, now you're gonna get kicked off the pod. I'm sorry. It's about time. <laughs> about time. Is your computer giving you problems? It was a nice run. Guys. No, yeah, the computer, my laptop's fucking junk. It needs to be you know, thrown in the goddamn. Trash you gotta stop then, looking up BBWs, man. It's the BB. Yeah. It's yeah. It's the fucking. It's the BBWs right the here. These fucking things. Women. Yep. <laughs> she was like, "Yeah, Boston businesswoman." So you mean fucking BBW? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, how you doing? How do I apply? <laughs> Show me this fucking LinkedIn thread. Yeah, right. Fuck LinkedIn. Why does yeah, it say fuck Jack- LinkedIn? Jack Webster just, uh, are you going to get the LinkedIn notification? Jack Webster just started working at Boston Business Women. (laughs) I did get that job. I told them if they did not hire me, I would sue them for discrimination. (laughs) Uno reverse card. (laughs) Yeah, right. Holy shit. Oh, fuck. Yeah, did you, you, uh, Jack, did you have anything else that you were you know, wanted to touch upon at all or um should probably save some stuff for the off season or, or the the rest of the off season now, yeah, right? right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Sure, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah, Wendy's. Uh oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Talk uh, talk about that. I messed up my order the yeah, other day. Was, I uh, saw they forgot that. my spicy nuggets. I was so mad. So mad. Um, that'll happen, dude. I think I might actually take legal action at this point. I mean, that's that, dude. Don't they know you are Wendy's.com? Yes, I know. They must I, have I not. give them they so much not. free publicity and they just throw it right back in my face. Spicy nugs. They are good. They are good. Yeah. Did you go? And Burger it, King's it, taste like pigeon meat. <laughs> it's pigeon those, meat. Those might be the worst ones. Burger King yeah. is the white trash of fast food. They got a dill pickle uh, chicken nugget now. I oh, what? I think I might regurgitate right now. I right here. No, I want no part of that. Burger King in general is fucking absolute poverty franchise. So this is what I, we I'm want. I'm trying to even think of like one redeeming quality. And I think it's if you order a medium soda that they give you a goddamn gallon. Yeah, yeah. No. they give you big time, big daddies. They're like, we're, we're just going to fill you up with this goddamn soda. It's cheaper than get, giving you actual good food. But then if you go to McDonald's and you get a soda, all of it's a dollar, and they give you a gallon for a, a, a dollar of worth of soda. Dollar any size, yeah. Any yeah, size. And, then, and then you get Sprite, and you feel like you're made out of pixie dust. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing well, you hits are. more 
Then a McDonald's, right. Cactus Jack sent me. Cactus Jack sent me. <laughs> I kind of yeah. wanted, I've, I've, always, I've always wanted to do that. Like when I, when that was going on last year, I, I did want to drive up, but then I felt like an asshole saying that and like that they weren't going to understand. So I, don't think- I did and they didn't understand. And it was the <laughs> worst moment of my entire life. Because then you I, I don't like think I'll ever actually forget doing this. They were like, what? Cactus Jack sent you? And I'm like, Oh, it's from the the commercial. No, it, yeah, uh, no. I'll just drive up. It's okay. <laughs> and they're like this fucking bozo at the drive-through. Yeah. They they probably spit in my food. Yeah, you're just. I like, think we oh, might have gee, lost Willard. both. His- yeah, I think he's done. He's oh yeah, frozen we'll, we'll save our uh, Garrett yeah. Cole impressions uh, for next week. For the start, we, we yeah. need to remember that 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 was on the agenda after. Um, uh, all right, him to Matt LeBeau's phone. <laughs> it's so creepy yeah. looking at his picture right now. Yeah. <laughs> He's just frozen with this face. Hello? <laughs> all right, that's probably as good of enough yeah. time to end it. Uh, yeah, thank you guys again for you know listening to another episode. Uh, make sure you leave us a five-star review if you can. Uh, you should be able to because you have uh, two fingers and a thumb. So and, figure uh, it out. Also, uh, you know, let, we should start a GoFundMe to get Matt LeBeau a new laptop that works. Yeah. Um, first, we need to get Dan Clark on, and then we'll get yeah. a new laptop. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. Dan Clark, if Free. you're listening, uh, sup? How you doing? <laughs> yeah. All right. Peace.